Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session, Joe Button has been fired from everyday struggles, and children are smoking and gambling right here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at Benson High School. And our question of the day, why do you think people who are all the particular positive situations stop pushing when it comes down to getting involved? What's good, guys? It's the whole thing of Andrina, and I will be hosting Confession Session today. It is Confession Session! Woo! I hope you guys are all having a wonderful Fantastic, absolutely darling Thursday. Now, unfortunately, Jean Othello, he could not be here to host with us today, but hopefully he'll be joining us towards the um, ending of the show. Um, overall, um, everything has been smooth with me, in case you all are wondering, and um, just I'm just super excited that today was my last day of work, so... <laughs> So, yes, we're going to go ahead and get the show popping. But before we get the show started, make sure you all check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud, and, of course, this podcast from Blog Talk. Send us your confessions at confessions2us at gmail.com. And don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Now, tag us in that drama because you all know we want to hear from you. And our confession question of the day is why do you think people who are all for positive particular situations stop when it comes down to getting involved? Why stop there? Why not continue to get involved? So, guys, for our first confessional, um, I'm not sure if you all have heard about what's going on or what happened with P. Diddy, but some local news station thought that it would be funny to sit up there and crack jokes about him in regards to him wanting to um, to purchase the Carolina Panthers. So according to OK Player, while athletes such as Colin Kaepernick and Steph Curry chimed in with their bids of approval, um, Ms. Falsum and Wilford proceeded to ponder aloud on live TV about what does Diddy even know, and they poked fun at his habits. Um, or his quote-unquote health habits. They said that he's probably drunk and high in another world or something. As he had, um, said he was on live, Facebook Live, or he was uh, recorded a video himself, and he was just, you know, pretty much saying that he wanted to go ahead and uh, purchase the Carolina Panthers, and they're just, you know, cracking jokes like the shit is funny. But Diddy has, as you all know, had a lengthy career in proving people wrong. And Black Tip Twitter, they were not going to allow this hate to flow through on their watch. Now, while Miss um, Falsum was on air speaking with a fellow news anchor, Henry um, Wolford, on Cron TV sports segment called The World According to Drea, um, both of them attempted to roast Bad Boy, and they expressed how serious the proposition to purchase the Carolina Panthers is and that he pretty much looks like he's smoked a blunt and drank a 40. Um, and honestly, he didn't even look drunk or high at all. He looked like he was extremely serious. And they know that he was serious because Henry Wolfer, he has since apologized for his remarks following the backlash of the clip that, you know, was took, taken to Twitter. Um, he said that Wolfer, he said Diddy is a businessman 
who has the work ethic, success, and contact to run and contacts to run the NFL team. My response to Andrea question um, was regarding if he's serious about buying the team. She laughed at the joke and snippet. The snippet had been taken out of context. Sorry for any misunderstanding. Now he wrote this on December 18th, which is what like Monday or Tuesday, but he wrote this a couple of days ago, and an official statement was released on his behalf, which read, dozens of Diddy Twitter followers have accused me of playing on racial stereotypes. This was not my goal, but I understand my comments had, the impact, had that impact, and for that I sincerely apologize. However, Falsum has yet to issue her own apology for this incident. My issue with this right here is this is not an incident. We all know what he had planned on doing. We all know that, you know, this it, it was not taken out of context. You said what you said, and you were live on TV, and you thought that you can just say what you wanted to say, and it would be okay, which is absolutely incorrect. You can't sit on there and just think that all because somebody is African-American that they're sitting up there smoking a blunt and drinking a 40. Who even drinks 40? What are you talking about? So to me, he needs to, just like everybody else, be get uh, suspended, um, possibly lose his job. And if Diddy has anything to do with this, he definitely will. Um, or he may just prove them wrong and go ahead and purchase the Carolina Panthers just to prove, hey, I can definitely, you know, run a team, an NFL team. Overall, whatever their thoughts was, it was extremely inappropriate, especially to be on live TV talking shit about, a billionaire that's, that can buy the whole TV station that they're on. So that's my opinion on this. It was extremely stupid, and they need to grow up. That If they want to have a conversation like that, that's not like a conversation to have at home in the privacy of your, of your own peers, people who are like you, not on national TV where you know that people are going to attack you and we have to sit up here and have a response like such saying that his work ethic, his success and contact, like you don't have to apologize to us. Apologize for yourself. You're the one that's possibly going to be out of a job, dumbass. And I'm trying to figure out why Falsum hasn't apologized yet. Bitch, you just in the water. You was cracking jokes. You thought it was funny. There was nothing funny about that. So I'm hoping that we hear about some type of um, reprimand that they've received or something like that. We all know what certain TV stations, it won't happen. But that will be interesting to see how they reprimand these folks, whereas, you know, um, other people have lost their positions for just making a statement, you know. So that's my opinion on that. Next topic, guys, we're going to go ahead and discuss Joe Button. Now, you guys know Joe Button, he has been um, just a lot of, there. he has a lot of fans, but he also has a lot of people that, you know, they, they state, you know, well, I'm not really feeling him and how hypocritical he is on everyday struggle because he speaks his mind, but he also is kind of like Charlemagne in a way where he picks and picks and picks and bothers people. And, you know, uh, and, and if you don't have that, that willpower to be like, fuck you, he can really make somebody upset on the show. Well, anyways, Joe Button should be on cloud nine since he and his girlfriend, since Santana, welcomed their first child together literally last week. But instead... He's on Twitter venting about his web series on complex everyday struggles. 
Normally, he's beefing with someone on Everyday Struggle, as I mentioned, um, but for the last few days, he's been beefing with the show itself. There's actually been some pretty strong evidence that he may have been let go, and the evidence is kind of funny. Um, not funny to him, but it's been funny to me when I read it yesterday. I was cracking up a little bit. Anyways, um, so his fans, they've been exchanging thoughts about everything that's been going down, and he has, like, Three, uh, well, I will say five, like, exhibits. So I'm going to just kind of share some of the stuff that had happened on Twitter. So um, Everyday Struggle tweeted, no episode today, news to us. And Joe Button tweeted back in response, no episode with me is what they meant, chopped, LOL. Now, according to Joe, his contract is up. He was waiting for the rest of, you know, everybody to find out what was happening and having a new baby led to some type of speculation. Maybe Joe Button, he was on some type of maternity leave and, you know, his replacement DJ Woo Kid even said something in regards to this. So um, people, they were thinking, man, well, maybe, you know, we miss Joe. Maybe he'll be back after the baby, you know, uh, is a little bit bigger or, you know, a few weeks or whatever the case is, however long, man, they go on maternity leave, however um, Joe shut that down real quick, fast, and in a hurry. So Everyday Struggle and DJ Woo Kid tweeted. So first, Everyday Struggle said, we're back, and we have at DJ Woo Kid in the building. Lots to talk about. DJ Woo Kid said, at Joe Button, we'll be back. He's on baby duties this week. I'm not taking his spot on at Everyday Struggle. LOL, holy shit. I'm just passing through this week. Sheesh, calm the hell down, LOL, and congrats to Joe on his newborn son. Joe's retort was, I'm not on maternity leave, and they should stop using my three-day-old child to mask internal chaos. Thanks. The fans are not happy about this. Um, Joe says that he got something else up his sleeve, though, and um, he also went ahead and he, you know, went on a little rant with a tweet. One of his tweets stated, yes, nah, creators will probably acknowledge and compensate it, was properly acknowledged and compensated, or won't create create integrity. He also said, I created that show. I'll create another if need be and another and another. It's when you can't create that move without integrity. And the last thing that he stated was they didn't even proper, they didn't give me a proper goodbye either. Injustice. So ultimately my opinions on this, okay, it sucks obviously getting, you know, fired from position or laid off or however you want to say it. Um, Everyday Struggle definitely should have gave him that notice. If you guys didn't want Joe Button back inside the studio, you should have let him know. It's always proper, and, it's, and you know, to give that type of um, 30, 60-day notice so he can have an opportunity to find another position or be uh, working on something new. You know, this man has been doing this. He's thinking, shit, I'm coming back next season, and you guys are going to call him back. That's ill practice, and it's and it's unacceptable. And that works in all types of um, positions. Like even with me, if I was to, you know, I come back from break, like I told you guys, it's my last day of work until next year. And if I come back and, you know, I have a whole, like my name is not on my desk anymore, shit is all weird, I'm going to be like, what the hell is going on? You know, why, why, why is my name tag moved? Why is my shit taken out from my desk? Where is my computer? Like, so you're going to be looking like, what's going on? And I'm sure that's what he's looking like, too. You know, so it sucks. But the fact that he has experience, he's been on the reality TV shows, he was a rapper, you know, he's been on this show right here. 
Um, he has lots of talents, and he can move forward from this, but he just needs to be more cautious, and he needs to bring up certain situations when it comes down to, you know, contracts and how they, uh, if he's not aware of how they work or, you know, the renewal contract or what will cause him to be released from a position uh, or out of, out of a contract. So I feel like he just needs to understand that a little bit more, especially if he's moving on to creating a new show like such. Um, he should probably just be a little bit more knowledgeable as to how these type of things work. Unfortunately, they don't owe him any explanation. They can just because of, the contract is over. They can't just be like, hey, contract's up. That's what it is. Goodbye. Good life. Um, like I said, it's ill practice and it, and it sucks, but they can do that. Um, but, yeah, he just needs to be better, and hopefully everything works out for Joe Budden. And once again, he should just really be happy and thankful that he has this beautiful little baby boy that just came. And, you know, focus on being the dad pretty much. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Once again, also, um, I don't know. A lot of people are saying he was fired. If your contract is up, you are not technically fired. It's just your contract is up. It's like a contract position. You know, if you go to a job and you have a three-month contract position, well, shit, if you know your contract is going to be up at the end of December, then in October you should be already searching and looking for new job positions. Don't expect the job to expand, you know, expect you know, that, that, that length expand, expect that, you know, always expect the worst and hope for the best, period. So, Joe Button, good luck. Next topic, guys, which is uh, the last topic I'll be discussing with you all this evening, is talking about smoking and gambling at Vincent High School. Now, I'm not sure if you all know where Vincent High School is, but it's right here in good old Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, um, <clears throat> and I was actually speaking with my husband about this yesterday, and he wasn't surprised at all that, um, you know, students, they have been out there, they've been, you know, getting their smoke on, getting their gamble on. And I'm like, well, why isn't that surprising to you? Because it's, it's surprising to me. And he's just like, well, you know, people at my school used to do it. And that that is just heartbreaking because, you know, these kids, they're high school students. You know, yeah, there are a lot of high school students that smoke, that drink, that do shit like that. But just to be in the hallway, like, let me hit, let me roll up that blunt, let me say, let me, like, that's, absolutely insane to me like you're not like to the point where you're so comfortable that a teacher may not walk past because you know you're in a particular area it's scary and you know it just it makes you really have to think about moving out of particular areas so you can protect your child from being a part of this type of scenario anyway a group of student students at Benson High School seems to be getting a lesson in vices smoking and gambling at school video is circling circulating, excuse me, on social media, and the student who recorded it um, said that it wasn't the first time that he's seen this happening. He wants it to stop. Snitch. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, the student said that he recorded the video Monday afternoon, December 18th, in the stairwell at Vincent High School. He said, I was seeing him light a blunt. I just smelt it. So I knew somebody been smoking. Whenever they find a place, there's no one around. They just are going to do something they're not supposed to do. The student said that the staff isn't to blame, but rather the students who split in moments like this during the school day. One video shows, um, you know, kids that appear to be gambling with some dice. Um, the staff, the, kid, <clears throat> the boy who uh, recorded the video, staff is good staff. They actually crack down on everything. It's still not going to stop nothing, no matter what the consequences. There's a bunch of kids that are just not going to listen. 
Now, um, I'm not sure if you all know who um, <clears throat> who Maze is, but he is um, he's a really per- he's a person that's inside the community. He knows a lot about things that are going on. He knows a lot about the type of things that are happening, and um, he actually spoke out on this situation uh, as far as what they can do to try to. Um, rectify these situations that are happening with these children. He said that we are proposing the community leaders and community organizations that work with the community and at risk um, to come into these schools, almost like teacher aides. We can offer mentorship in some one-on-one time with students who may be in trouble or who may need that one-on-one attention and develop a program instead of detention and some type of program where we can correct their behavior instead of suspension as another alternative. Meanwhile, the student uh, said that he has he has requests of his own uh, for their peers, and he just wants them all to do better. Milwaukee public school officials said that they are aware of the video. His district staff are investigating to determine what students were actually doing the smoking in the video and the gambling. Once it's the, once this is determined, appropriate disciplinary actions will be taken. All Milwaukee public schools, high schools. Um, have been have school safety aides and staff also monitoring the hallways during the school days. But obviously they're not monitoring the hallways because people are kids are smoking and you know gambling. So this ultimately was a personally to me it was a sad story because when you send your kids, well I know when I send my kids to school and even when I get older when I send my child to school, I definitely don't expect him to be in a situation where he feels like he's unsafe or he feels like somebody is just, you know, just smoking and shit the hallway. Like, what are you doing? Go to class. Like, learn some math. Do something. Don't sit up there in the hallway smoking and shit, gambling, looking like a damn fool, thinking that shit is cool. And it all has to do from the head down. So, you know, I always tell this, this is with anything, with work, with school, with everything. When, you know, the person that you're looking up to is not, you know, as positive as, I don't know, as is not a positive influence in your life, then it can be a, a negative situation. And, you know, kids, they, they, uh, they may not, you know, always want to listen, but they hear what you're saying. You know, so if they, what you're doing in this, you know, this type of situation where you're at home, you're smoking and you're never there, they're going to turn to these other alternatives because they think that, hey, either one, that this is what they need. They've been obviously doing this for a while. This is what they want to do. They're not, they don't have nobody to answer to. Even if they do get in trouble, who cares? You know, they don't give a damn about that. So that, that is bizarre. Um, That's bizarre to me. And it, it truly it truly sucks that kids are involved in situations like this. In my opinion, you know, my mom, she sent us to, well, not in my opinion, this is actually what happened, but my mom sent us to a good school or what we considered a good school. But you just never know. I mean, you can be at school and junk can attest to this. I remember even being at school one day, and um, I remember this guy, he had a gun, and he was one of my people. You know, I thought it was cool. I'm like, she got a gun, woo-woo, you know what I'm saying? And the next day, after he had a gun, it was metal detectors in the school. Me being a fool that I am, I text him, like, it's metal detector day. Um, him being a fool that he was, his phone was cut off. So um, 
So he didn't get my text message. And guess who got, you know, the beep went off and he got tackled. And it was just a complete and total mess. So even if you're in the best schools or the worst schools, what I'm saying is um, you just never know what's going to happen. Even in, you know, college um, colleges and stuff, you got these kids out there snoring cocaine. Now they're thinking that popping mollies and uh, all this other crazy-ass shit that all these, you know, these rappers and singers and stuff he's talking about is cool. And I don't even know half these damn drugs, honestly. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't even vibe to this shit. Like the Gucci Gang song, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, it got a nice beat and all, but I'm not going to be sitting there bobbing and rocking my goddamn head to a, a motherfucker who's talking about how he's doing cocaine and, and, and 2 chain and whatever the hell he's talking And I love rap. I used to rap. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so it's just it's just a lot. And I honestly feel like like uh, May said that we as parents do need to um, pay attention. We need to be more involved. We need to make sure that our kids are um, talking with us because that's a big part of it too. You know, these kids, they go home, they come home from school. They don't even have nobody to ask them, how was your day? How you doing? How's you feeling? Do your back hurt? Oh, uh, you know, putting them in after-school programs because some people, they can't afford, you know, just something as little as, you know, the, the shirts that come on a team, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. So all of the, for the parents that's out there listening, talk to your children. See, make sure that everything is going good. Don't be, you know, nervous and and just be real, you know. Let them know some of your situations. I feel like another reason why, and I know I'm rambling, but I'm a rambler, so another reason why uh kids are scared to talk to their parents and parents, are, well, yeah, kids, kids are scared to talk to parents because they feel like a parent is going to snap on them. You know, they don't want their parents to go out. They don't want their parents to reach out to the school. They don't want to seem like they're that snitch, you know. And so I'm really happy that, though I joked in the beginning, that the young anonymous boy who recorded the video, that he did that because these are the type of things that we need to know. These are the type of things that parents need to know. And we really do need to have people promising community leaders, um, community people who are in an organization get involved with students like this. So that's my opinion on that. Um, other than that, guys, um, I just want to, before I talk about the confession question of the day, um, I just want to also say if you all are listening online, you can always call us at one five. Um, Five one six five nine five eight two eight two to join the conversation on the phone. Um, and now to and don't forget once again, like us on Facebook, Instagram, links in YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud. Of course, it's podcast or blog talk. Send us your confessions at confession the number two us at gmail dot com. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. And tag us in the drama. Let us know what type of topics you guys want to hear from us because. We can talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. We'd rather talk about the things that you all would want to hear from us. So getting into the confessionals, the um, confession question. So my confession question pretty much stems from this right here. Why is it so difficult for people who are all for particular positive situations to stop pushing when it's time to get involved? So, you know, like in this situation, you know, you have people that are like, oh, yeah, you know, smoking and gambling at a, at a high school, that's crazy. You know, what can we do about this? But when it's time to protest and when it's time to actually get involved, they stop short of continuing to push. And, you know, I'm going to answer 
um, I'm going to answer a call today, but I want to know from you guys, why is it that you think that people, they stop? Like, what, what's the problem? Why stop at trying to get involved? So I'm going to answer a call from a 414 area code last four digits. The number is 8952. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going today? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Could you repeat that question for me? So why do you think people who are all for a particular positive situation stop when it comes down to getting involved? Like at Vincent High School, you see that there are a lot of uh, people who want to, who don't want this happening around their children, but they stop short of going to the, the staff meetings. They stop short of uh, coming to just, just stop, you know, the support stops. And I want to know, why do you think that though they don't want it to happen, why are they stopping, you know, why aren't they pushing to get involved more? Um, I think that, you know, a lot of that has to do with what a lot of people call the bystander effect. You know, you see somebody struggling or you see somebody, you know, get robbed or something like that. You're like, you know, I want to make a difference, but uh, I don't want to really get into it. You know, they, they don't necessarily want themselves to be affected by other people's situation. It, it's, I guess, in a sense, a, a, it's, it's a little bit of being selfish, you know. Um, they just, they want to help. Like, the mind state is there, but it's kind of like taking that that extra step to, you know, execute it out. That's, that's what makes it a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that... I think that, you know, they want to, but it's just like they don't necessarily want that to be their life. They don't want that to be their problem. And, you know, in which to make a difference and, you know, anything, you kind of have to take that obligation or that responsibility on, you know. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you very much for calling in today. I truly appreciate your phone call. No, thanks for having me. All right, you have a good one. So I I definitely agree with uh, what the last caller stated because, you know, when it do comes down to particular situations, it does suck when you try to, um, when you want to get involved but you're scared to get involved. So that, that, that made a very good point. I'm going to answer another call from the 414 area code. Last four digits of that number is 4018. You're on the air. Hello? Hello? Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm right. How you doing? I'm doing good. So, were you able to hear the question of the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard the question. Um, my my response to the question is, um, I, I feel like some people don't like getting involved because they, I guess, like, when, when they get down to it, if they really like try to step in. I, I feel like some people feel pressure or um, probably mm. start to feel an anxiety. And then also yeah. I feel like some people, like even myself with certain situations, like I want to um, step in and be able to help more, but like for myself, I don't have the time. So I feel like some people okay. are too busy to do more. Oh, that's, that is that's an excellent point. Okay, well, thank you so much for calling in today. Okay, you're welcome. I definitely agree. 
I feel like that's one of the biggest things to time. There are a lot of times where people, they, they want to get involved, but it's like, oh, like, I mean, I really want to go down and vote today, but I, do I have time to vote? Well, you should have voted. Now look who we have as president, Donald Trump. You should have made time, goddammit. No. <laughs> but um, I definitely agree with with both callers because it's, it is about time and it is about trying to make sure that, you know, you don't, you're not a bystander. But honestly, I also feel like if you really want something, like if you really want to go to the store, you really want to buy them ribs, you really want to, you know, go get, go out to eat, you really want to go out of town, you will make time. You will make an effort to try and do what's right and what's positive for what, you know, to, to try and make that situation um, better. So that's, that's ultimately what I have to say about that as well. So, guys, before we end the show this evening, I just want to tell you all what I'm confessing my love for. And I am confessing my love for the holidays. Christmas is coming up. And, yes, I am excited. Like I said, there are a lot of people that are off from right now into January 3rd. And if you are off, salute to you. I'm one of those people, and I'm super excited because as much as I just detest my job. It's getting a little bit better now. It's not more of a, like, a detest, detest. It's more like a duh. It's more like that, you know. So it's not too bad anymore. Um, but I'm super excited to to be, have been there for since April, you know, only eight months and, you know, have three weeks of vacation. Like, what, bitch? That's, that's bomb. So um, anyways, guys, so I want you guys to make sure you tune in to our next episode we should be discussing some type of fun Christmassy thing. And we want to also just know what type of shit are you guys going for Christmas, what type of presents did you guys get for your family, for your kids, for your spouses, for your, you know, just for your mom, for everybody. And just let us know what the dealio is because you guys know that we always love to hear about family and Christmas and all of that stuff. So you guys can definitely expect to hear from us in the type of things that we'll be doing for the holidays. All right? Well, thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to this show this evening. You guys can expect to hear us next Thursday. I'm just playing. It's next Sunday, December 24th at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. We want to hear from you all, so make sure you guys contact us at confessionsthenumber2us at gmail.com. This is your host, Angel Vandrina. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a lovely evening. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me?
Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.